Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you guys are in the world right now, listening or watching. Um, it's your boy, C-I-C-C-Y-U-D-I-G, live action, Kansas City, Missouri, with the Kansas City citizen native as a guest today, which I know y'all like to hear because a lot of my listeners are 816-913 babies. So um, I'm excited. We're here with another guest, and the Culture Talks podcast is back in live. So what's good, Monet? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kiara Monet. I go by Monet, though. Um, I'm from KC. I'm 20. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> hey, lit. You know what's funny? is like when people are like, when people say they're 20, specifically the age 20, it always sounds like they're about to add a number to that. They'll be like, I'm 20, because you know, like, you got to say Yeah, 20. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I wish no. I was 20. <laughs> he's like i just that's all i got for you that's yeah. all I got for you. <laughs> that's it guys hey, it's right where are you right now by the way that looks like a dope background it looks like you're in like a like a art store or something oh i'm in my room oh <laughs> sick okay these are a few like drawings and paintings these this is actually from an artist this one uh, her name's michelle she's a dope artist from kc this yeah. is from another artist his name's david fleming another dope artist from kc and then these are just like old anime drawings i used to draw and stuff yeah i want to talk about anime actually real quick before we jump into the real question so if you were to suggest to somebody who is a anime virgin myself Mm -hmm. um what would you suggest to watch because like i kind of feel like i'm left out of a lot like i feel like i'm tuned (laughs) i feel like i'm tuned into everything in the world like my family's from different cultures so i'm Mm -hmm. i'm I'm tuned in with africa tuned in with different music from from all over the world Mm because you know i got experience with that i'm tuned in to obviously hip-hop culture i'm tuned in which is like the majority of culture in the world is hip-hop culture so like like i'm 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 tuned in with sports so i'm like up to date on all that but like the one thing that i feel like especially two people uh black folks and 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 uh families like immigrant families like kids Mm -hmm. who grew up uh, like first generation american are like super into anime i don't know why like it's but like i'm not saying i don't like it because i haven't watched mm-hmm. it but i'm just saying it's so interesting how big of a part of like black culture that is and people don't even realize it yeah i agree me and my little sister we went to the mall today and we were literally just talking about how uh, asian like kind of asian culture and black culture kind of like the dominant cultures throughout pretty much america but mostly throughout the world I was, I was, I mean, <laughs> what, you know, I'm glad you said that because me and the homies were talking about this. India and China, well, let's start with China. China, mm-hmm. I don't know how many billion, but I think like close to 2 billion people or yeah. maybe, or maybe more. They literally have like a quarter of the world in their mm-hmm. country. India, same thing. Like I think over a billion people. So right there, just in India and China, we already have literally like three fourths of the world. Yeah. <laughs> before you get to anywhere else. So like we find we were talking about how ignorant someone has to be to like not want to learn about other people's cultures and to like mm. not want to step out of like the box of of America only because it's like yo son, are you really not going to consider the rest of the world like literally the rest literally of the world? <laughs> 
like America's literally like this big compared exactly. to the earth like. exactly so it's funny but like big facts i mean if we were to look at it especially like number statistics wise i mean first and foremost black culture hip-hop culture whatever you want to call it like black culture is hip-hop and basketball culture yeah point blank period yeah. but um but like black culture definitely influences like a crazy amount of like like the world in terms of fashion dance uh speech speech like outfits uh like uh hairstyles like everything like really and you can deny it if you want but just go do the research if you listen into the pocket yeah yes yes, everybody's trying to get some type of black culture in them or around them it's like no absolutely i mean look yeah. you gotta be born with it exactly i mean or you can pay us in rent you know what i'm saying like you can <laughs> rent a little bit but nah man so so i want to ask you about kc mo so are you mm-hmm. born and raised kc mo if so how was that experience growing up like how do you feel about the city um yeah let's start there um yeah i was born and raised kansas city missouri uh for most of my like childhood, I grew up in like the Wyandotte area. Um, I went to this school, this small school called Silver City. Um, it was like right by my grandparents. Me and my sisters would literally like just walk up a hill and it was right there. So like, I'm kind of used to like the, the small town feel of Kansas City. Like mm-hmm. I'm more so just now getting into like the city part of it. Like, yeah like going downtown and just kind of like exploring that area because my mom actually has a restaurant uh down on 18th and vine so that's kind of just opened my eyes up to how big like kc actually is you know facts what's the name of the restaurant shout it out real quick it's soiree steak and oyster house oh Um, that's your that's your people's yes yes that's lit. my mom yep. lit, lit. Yes. yeah folks go if you live in kansas city missouri or you plan on coming to visit soon go ahead and tap in 18th and Vine, first and foremost, mm-hmm. great area, a lot of black history there. Um, yes. And then on top of that, it's in between downtown and like Northeast neighborhood, which are historic areas in Kansas mm-hmm. City, first and foremost. So go check that out. And uh, also now you guys know, it's yes. uh, Monet's, <laughs> Monet's people's, people's Restaurant and it's lit. <laughs> did you have to, did you like, when did she open the restaurant? Uh, It's, it's been about a year and a half, but we had one location um, in Smithville, Smithville, Missouri, but it was kind of dead up there. So we found a better opportunity, like where we were more comfortable anyway. So it just all worked out. Yeah, oh, yeah that's lit. That's lit. All right. What's your favorite thing to order when you're there? Um, probably the pasta paseo. It's like an Alfredo pasta with like shrimp, chicken, and andouille sausage. It's so good. Like some sounds little fire. Cajun spice. Yeah. It's really fire. good. I'm not going to cap. I might, I might pull up like literally <laughs> on my day off of work on, or maybe right yeah, when I get off. Yeah, and we got brunch on Sundays. Oh, I'm in like swimwear. Yes. Hold up yeah. now. From 12 to 5. Yep. Oh, yeah. We might have to pull the whole family through. I might have to yes. bring a squad. <laughs> might have to bring a squad. Well, that's lit. We just found out something new. That was exciting. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's funny that you say that because I feel like a lot of people until they really like actively and intentionally like 
like dive into the city mm-hmm. everyone's kind of used to that small town vibe of Kansas City like yeah like yeah. yeah it's a city but like it's small or like some of us I ain't gonna cap like I grew up on the outskirts so I don't even I'm not technically Kansas City I'm independence but mm-hmm. um but like you know that small that small town vibe like not huge nothing it, it feels as if it's not cracking yeah like, like it's, it's like we know it's a big city but it's like it's nothing it's like you don't know of like the excitement about it till like you just just walking straight downtown and it's all right there facts or until you get older i feel like for me Mm -hmm. it's been like as i got older and started to get out more and like Mm -hmm. like when you're like 17 16 everyone goes to high school goes to practice and Mm -hmm. then like hangs out at their houses where their parents live and like have friends over but that's pretty much out they don't really explore too much maybe they'll do some little things like go to the memorial building at night and like yeah. hang out in high school but like once you get older and people start getting like their big boy jobs and they start getting apartments downtown yes. or in westport or in river market then you really start to explore different areas or like you meet somebody from college who mm-hmm. who's you know grew up on a different side of town that you've never been to and it's just like as you get older you get to experience it more like i never really rocked with Kansas City to be honest like all my life until yeah. I moved back in like September and I decided to like jump into the city and I feel you on that like we really actually mm-hmm. got a big city I ain't gonna cap yeah and it's like I don't know it it really it feels like so many people hate Kansas City like so many people really dislike KC and I'm like it has so much to offer it's just like I don't know if it's the attitude that's kind of making it kind of like a murky area to be around or what but I just feel like the hate more than I feel the love for KC. But I feel like it's kind of getting better with us winning the Super Bowl and all that. <laughs> for sure. And I feel yeah. the same way. I think I think what it is is it goes back to again the the the, the small town vibe of the city mm-hmm. and the 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 hype behind big cities like New York City, Miami, Chicago, yeah. LA. Don't get me wrong. Like I live in LA and a little bit in New York and I love LA. Don't don't let me don't get me wrong. But <laughs> but like when you feel like you only can succeed in cities like that, when you feel like only cool people are there, when you like adopt that negative mindset, it's super easy to look at your city in a negative way. And I'm guilty mm-hmm. of that. That's what I did and that's why I've been able to like it this time is because I was like Instead of just being like, oh, Kansas City doesn't have what I need. Like, I need more. I need more. Like, yeah. I need more creatives. I can get these things done faster in New York or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, bro. Find your find your tribe. Really go out there. Take your time to investigate the city. Mm-hmm. Go to all the events. Go to all the experiences. Go to all the low-key restaurants. Like, and you'll start to develop a love for the city. And you'll start to mm-hmm. find things that are like, you know, authentic to kansas city and you'll start to be like yo it's my hood <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, but it takes time i feel you i definitely feel that hate too but i feel like as you said like with the chiefs winning and their hype being brought to kansas mm-hmm. city and, and and you know we could give a lot of it to our sports teams for like you know obviously the royals haven't done well the past two years but they won the world series a few years ago went back to back uh chiefs like have had like two good seasons obviously won the super mm-hmm. bowl this past year and then we have like the hype of Patrick and Travis and, yeah. and, all. and I think like this like energy that's being brought into the city is like helping people who are which I think is whack but people who are followers like yeah. you know followers a lot of people are followers mm-hmm. they're like oh like oh my city won oh people are starting to pay attention to the city yeah, yeah, yeah I love Patty, yeah I'm from bro. KC yeah, yeah it's KC you know what I'm saying <laughs> 
And so everybody go get a t-shirt. <laughs> right, exactly. Yet in their head, they still like secretly hate the city, but they just cap them for energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, I feel them, but it's also like, bruh, just take some time, investigate the city, yeah. and you'll find dope people like yourself and you know that do artwork. <laughs> hey, when do you remember what's your what's like your earliest memory of like beginning to draw or color or any type of artistic, mm-hmm. creative um, action. What what's, what's the earliest memory? Um, I remember uh, when I was little. This is like when I would write a lot, and I would carry around a notebook and write like a lot of short stories in it. And like I filled one up with like a book, but I lost it like a long time ago. Yeah, like I was I was kind of like to myself a lot when I was little, so I would just fill my time with like writing or painting or something like that so my earliest is probably that carrying around that notebook and then I remember uh, I think I was like six or seven my mom got me like this step-by-step drawing book and so that really kind of helped me see like how I could like kind of work with what I already had like what God what God whoever the creator already gave me and like just kind of I don't know, play with that. Yeah, so I've never really had art classes like like I wanted to. That's why I want to go to school for it because I feel like there's a lot of like foundational things I'm missing out on, you know, different stuff like that that probably would have helped me if I learned it when I was younger, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I think there's definitely like a certain swag that comes with individuals who learned on their own, but like you said, like the importance of fundamentals and like Mm -hmm. a foundation always are like fun to like it's kind of like you know say you never were taught how to draw draw a triangle and then like Mm -hmm. so all your life you know how to draw a triangle now but you figured out your own way and you were like okay i'm gonna put a dot here a dot here a dot here a dot here then i'm gonna like slap the paper (laughs) and then i'm gonna like make a triangle right (laughs) and like it's cool it's your own little process but then somebody comes and teaches you and they're like yo just go like this and you're like, yeah. oh, <laughs> like, yeah, so I feel you on that. Have you, have you considered, like, applying or going to the Art Institute here? Yes, that's actually, um, I'm in the process of transferring from Graceland University from Iowa, so I'm, like, paying off money there, and then I'm hoping by this spring I could get in to the Art Sick. Institute. Sick, yeah. I love it, and it's Yeah, because I really want to get into like I'm, I love painting and all that, but I've always loved like animation. Like as you can see from like ah, yeah, little yeah. TV anime drawings. Like I've always wanted to kind of merge like the poetry I write with animation. So that's kind of something I'm working towards. Yeah. Sick. That's sick. That's like the that's like a two combination like like two things that could definitely combine to make something super dope. Like yeah. I already just imagined like 37 things. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, that's just sick. like dope that's, stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you could go so many directions with that. Like mm-hmm. imagine oh shit. Imagine a comic book that is just pure poetry though, but in like in a po- in like a poetry art form, but it was a told a story. But it was like a comic book with your own anime. Yeah. Damn, see, I'm trying to see. <laughs> That'd be dope. That would be dope. There's so many dope things you can do when you're like a creative, like low-key, I'm jealous, but not like in a negative <laughs> way. But that's sick. Like, yo, like people who can draw, who can sing. I'm on the Zoom call. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. 
they're good. Here shortly, you'll see my niche like come jump on my back. Watch. <laughs> but um, no, that's sick. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh the different like specific different art. You you mentioned short stories. You used to write short stories. You mentioned you're super into like animation and drawing. Um, and then you mentioned poetry. Um, mm-hmm. I, according to your bio, an artist, which could mean music it could mean all four of the things i just mentioned yeah so so i'm trying to get um i'm trying to transition from poetry to music i'm kind of in like them murky waters right now trying to like find i guess my vibe on a beat pretty much like because um i kind of kind of my little sister she's a really great singer and just growing up around her like, I always wanted to be involved in music, but I never felt like I had the skill to, really. And I still really don't, but now I'm like, why wait to try, like, to go that route when you don't know it could work or it couldn't. So we're actually going to be working on some stuff together, kind of like a flowetry type vibe, you know, it, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Who are some uh, uh, musical artists that inspire you? Like when you, when, when you're like getting in the car, right, I'm gonna give you a mood. I'm gonna give you three different moods. You gotta give me. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Number one. Unfortunately, we gotta start with the sad mood. All right. Mm-hmm. So you feeling a little down? You feeling a little sad? You know, not anything traumatic like a person dying or anything, but you just in a little mood. You in a little funk. You like, ah, right, it's raining outside. I'm about to go on a drive. Who you putting on the ox court? Instantly thought of Frank Ocean. <laughs> all right, all right. I feel yeah. you. And do you have a go-to Blind. song? Hey. Okay. All right. Um, probably a go-to song. If it's like, if I'm real sad <laughs> and it's like raining or something, probably Polly Jones from Channel Orange. That's a really good one. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Those are that's a, that's a good that's a good go-to. All right. Move number two. Move number two. All right, so let's say you just get admitted into the Art Institute, everything's going well, like your transfer papers, everything's solid, everything's lit, and um, you're about to like throw a little, a little, a little party. Like, what's the first mm-hmm. track you're gonna put on when people enter the venue? Oh my god, don't do that to me. <laughs> when people <laughs> enter, damn, I don't know. So you live. I ain't even like, thought that far. You you super teed up, right? Like you just like feeling good. People are showing up. The homies is coming through. Like you feeling smooth. You like life is looking up. Like what you listening to? Maybe I really like Yo's Mike by Travis Scott. That would be a good like walk in the party vibe. Yeah. Like it's just it started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, you are two for two. Not that you could be wrong with that, but you are. Hey, these are two for two vibes. All right. Vibe number three. Okay. Let me see. Let me think about this vibe real quick. All right. Boom. This is a similar vibe. This is a similar vibe, but you just got to go. You just got to think of a different thing. So, boom. You just, like, like drew this dope art piece. You post it on Twitter or Instagram. Somebody's like, yo, this is fire. I'm going to buy it for 50K. You sell an art piece your first art piece like like selling or something boom 50k what's the move what's the move what's the song you're like driving to go drop off it you're driving to go drop off the painting or the drawing and you just got them mode fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars i instantly 
<laughs> this is gonna be funny, but I instantly thought of Brighter Day by Kirk Franklin. <laughs> you know that song? I do not, but that I do old, know Kirk old, Franklin. like from 2006. Yeah, it's old, like just a very uplifting. I wanna be a Brighter Day, Brighter Day. You know, old Baptist hey. church. Hey, <laughs> so, that's lit. Yeah. Though. That's that's why I laughed. I was like, hey, this Kirk Franklin is something lit. But definitely, yeah, definitely spiritual vibes. <laughs> jumping, know, whipping. Yeah, that boy yeah. always cracks me up. He always posting some photo looking sweaty, but I, I, I rock with him. He was, <laughs> he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Um, talk a little bit about your modeling. So I saw, mm -hmm. I, I see, like you know, some some modeling type photos mm -hmm. on the IG. I see you posted that you're in, you're like into modeling. Like mm -hmm. talk about like the first time you was like, you know what, I want to do a photo shoot, or you know what, I want to get into modeling. Talk about what inspired that, and then talk about what you've been doing lately, or what you you plan on doing, or your vision for for modeling specifically. So I started modeling actually when I was probably like nine or ten. Um, I worked uh, with this company called Hoffman, um, and they had like this little modeling training boot camp that uh, you go through for like a certain amount of time, and they teach you like how to walk, how to just kind of build yourself, build yourself up positively, but in like a professional way. So that was like my first time, but then like I strayed from that and was like, because I kind of saw like who all the girls were and like it didn't look like me so I'm like okay there's no room for me in this so I'm kind of uh just stray from that but probably what inspired me like this year to really get into it is just I got tired of like thinking about doing it because like that's my problem like I kind of think about doing stuff more than I actually do it so I was like I just need to start doing it like and then see what happens like yeah so that's kind of what inspired me I just got tired of thinking about it I love that. I love that. Yeah. I think I think that's like an important point to come to just overall when it comes to like all things in life is like, yo, mm -hmm. I've been dreaming about it. I've been thinking about it. I've been uh, considering it for so long. Why mm -hmm. not just take action? And it doesn't have to be like the thing that takes you to like great heights. It doesn't have to be something that works out, but it's all about just just doing it you know what i'm saying like yeah like like nike says and you don't got to do it forever <laughs> like try it for three months okay mm -hmm. cool like i did 20 photo shoots in the past three months i'm really like not fucking with it <laughs> or mm -hmm. like i've done these and this is amazing it makes me happy every time i do it now you know this is something you want to keep trying out you know what i'm saying but yeah. like you said you're just chilling thinking about it it's like you never you never can feel how you feel exactly yes i just got tired of that feeling mm, yeah pretty much oh something i'm working on i actually have uh two shoots this week one thursday one friday uh with the artist uh not artist photographer from st louis uh she's coming down and doing like a two-day casey shoot so i'm gonna be working with her with with whatever concept she has but kind of the image i see my modeling going is more avant-garde like more, uh, like I really like um, playing with like lights and like shadows and like different textures with images. So I do want it to have like me in it, but kind of me more than just like my face. If that I makes see. sense. Yeah, no, it like, make sense. Yeah, like it, like you could be 
like I can be pretty yeah but like what else is there what else is the picture telling you like what story is it telling you kind of so I kind of want to like tell stories with the pictures and like with my poetry like underneath it so that brings into like another thing I'm working on which is a website so I'm trying to get that formulated and curated all pretty I love it what like what what inspires your poems like is there different is it different moods for different days is there a specific style is there a specific topic on on all your poems like talk a little bit about your poetry what inspires it um yeah um really what inspires it is um sometimes i like to listen to beats and that kind of gets like my brain like moving with poetry or um, if I like just gone through something like emotionally, like that'll definitely like put me in headspace. I don't know, like for some reason, like just going through something like not really traumatic, but kind of maybe pulls at my heart, just gets me in the mood to like write something. So that kind of what inspires me. Would you say that like writing is your way of of coping with certain emotions, or is it, or yeah? definitely (laughs) definitely like if I don't write like because I'm a I'm a big overthinker so like if I don't write get it out get the word vomit out whatever it is then it's just gonna be like swirling around in my head you know feel it I feel it yeah so tell the people you have a product you have a, a busy day the next day like how do you go about what is a typical day of Monet mm-hmm. hey that rhymes a typical day of Monet <laughs> but yeah what does a typical day in Monet's life look like? And like, how do you, how do you structure it? Um, how do you make sure you're like doing shit you want to do and need to be mm-hmm. doing? Like, yeah, how do you put together a day for you? Well, usually uh, when I first wake up, I try to like roll over onto my yoga mat <laughs> or I'll go for like a bike ride. Since the weather's been really nice, I've just been utilizing outdoors. I'll go um, on a bike ride up uh the street to like this lake by my house it's like this small this small little lake but I'll go there um I'll ride around the whole thing and then ride back to like I find a certain spot and like meditate for like a good 15 minutes and with my crystals like just to like really ground myself that morning and then I'll come back um home from that bike ride do my other little yoga workout and then I'll usually read I got too many books I need to get through so I've been reading a lot um or or I'll try to like sketch something I've been doing like daily morning sketches just just to kind of get that creativity going in the morning um but yeah that's really how my day starts and then from there it's like by like 12 or 1 it's like work (laughs) I start working yeah what, what, like, when did you first get into two things? Like, well, like, I guess they all kind of coexist, um, mm-hmm. to be honest. So crystals, yoga, and meditation, like, when did those three things enter your life? And what role do they play in your life? Like, how important are they to you? What do they help you with? Um, they first entered my life, probably, I say my sophomore year of high school. Sophomore year, I really started to try to, like, research more like the spiritual side of uh living more than the religious side just because i grew up christian and stuff and i never found any fulfillment in it um what else 
and I was just really depressed too, like a just a very depressed adolescent. And so I'm like, okay, something, just something isn't right. So I'm like, I need to try something different to kind of, so I could feel better. So it just, I don't know, it just made me feel a lot better. Like I was doing something more with purpose, kind of, I guess. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like we we all just like move through life way too fast you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like life is already fast naturally like you know, like it, or, it already just goes as it goes but we don't have to move at the pace of the world we can still move at our own pace and i feel like when we all get caught up in like what's going on at school what i need to be doing to make money what i need to be mm-hmm. doing to like uh be happy who do i need in my life to be happy who do i not need in my life you know and then like getting caught up in tv and drama and and Mm -hmm. issues in the world and the news and like everything just comes at our face so fast and like one of my biggest problems is waking up and the first thing i do is just yeah check my phone yes right (laughs) and i'm like yo why am i doing that i'm just you know i tell so i do a few things but one of the things i do is also personal training And like Mm -hmm. what I tell my clients is the, like when you're sleeping, you're in a parasympathetic state, which basically is a state of relaxation where digestion happens, where your body Mm -hmm. resets and recovers. And like when you wake up in the morning, you're just coming out of that and you want to ease out of it into your day. You don't want to just like stimulate everything immediately. As soon as you look at your phone and you're hit Mm -hmm. with text messages, you're hit with the news, you're hit with social media, you're hit with like so many different thoughts, you know, as soon as you open your phone, because there's so much content, like right now I have a TikTok pulled up, a DM (laughs) from Instagram, two text messages from two different individuals, like, shoot, like, I know it's my background photo, but a background photo of Nipsey Hussle, like, there's just so many thoughts, if if I saw Mm -hmm. that in the morning, it's like, okay, why is she texting me, I've never talked to her in a while, like, (laughs) oh, why, 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 Oh, like, oh, my girl said yeah. this. Oh, like, oh, dang, TikTok. I, I don't want to look at TikTok right now. What about Trump? Is Trump going to really cancel TikTok? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and this is like in the first 10 seconds of waking up, we're mm-hmm. shot into a sympathetic state where our nervous system just acts up and flares up immediately. And it's like, we don't mm-hmm. take time to like really set into ourselves, really take time to meditate. Think about, mm-hmm. like you mentioned the word purpose, like what purpose we have you know on earth let me remind myself of my purpose today yeah Um, it really does it really does help me remind myself like because for so long like I really felt like I didn't have a purpose I didn't even think I lived 20 like I'm like okay I'm here so now what can I do to make this life like what I what I envision for it kind of I feel you I love that I love that well first and foremost I'm glad you found meditation yoga and the crystal vibes (laughs) you know it's mad it's mad important to find something you can find like solace in and find mm-hmm. calm in. And from there you can find, you know, everything else, you know, you just mm-hmm. need to, it's like your compass. It's like a solid place to like have a compass. It's like, mm-hmm. if I don't have that, then my compass is knocked off the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I love that. I love that. Sorry. Sorry. I went on a little rant there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so Kansas City, back to Kansas City and back to Kansas mm-hmm. City being like a vibe and turning into a popping city. Mm-hmm. Like, I got a question. Do you foresee yourself, and, and don't feel guilty for all the Kansas City listeners or to me, but just, just be honest with yourself. Do you foresee yourself staying in Kansas City the rest of your life? If not, like, are there any other places that you are interested in checking out at least that are like on your radar for visiting or trying to live in for a little bit? Yes. 
yes, there are different places. No, I don't plan on staying in KC my whole life. I actually want to invest in uh, different properties in different cities. So I can have different places to go. If I do get tired of staying in KC, I will go to like maybe New York or one place I definitely want to have a, uh, like a house at is in Florida. Like that's always been a place I love going to, love visiting. I don't know. It's just something about that vibe. Like I love it. Um, I've never been to California, so I definitely want to go there uh, and feel that art scene out. Um, but yeah. So definitely not staying in KC before. Are you more of a beach person, beach beach person, wood like woods, foresty person, or a mountainous like mountainous vibe, like snow vibes? Like which three which three of those vibes are your vibe the most? Do you think? Beach all the way. I'd rather be like naked at the beach, chilling, than really? in the forest. I mean, the forest is cool because that's what we got here. Like I right. appreciate it, but I'd so much rather be at a beach. I feel you. Hey, the beach is a vibe. I'm trying to tell yeah. you. I'm trying to tell you. The funny thing is, when I was like, and every, I bet you everyone in LA can vouch and say the same thing for themselves. The funny thing about living in Cali, so I lived in like three major cities. I lived in mm -hmm. Santa Cruz, which is like kind of like right outside, of, like an hour out of San, uh, San Francisco, but it's still a, a beach town. It's mm -hmm. like a small ass beach town. Um, and then I lived in San Diego and I lived in LA and in all three places for the whole time I lived there, I literally would go to the beach maybe once a year or twice a year. Oh my God. And most people is the same, bro. I promise you, like when you move out there, it's, it's like, okay, like you go like six times in the first two weeks, like every weekend you're going twice or mm -hmm. three times, whatever. You might hop on the train just to go see it after work or something. But then once you get in like the routine of your life, like going to shoots, going to going to uh, music videos, going mm -hmm. to your day job, going to this, blah, 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 jumping back and forth, you like think on it and you're like, damn, I ain't been to the beach since seven months ago. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. But the but I mean, it does make the beach that much more like cool. But then it pisses mm -hmm. you off because you're like, dude, I live 10 minutes away from the beach. I'd never come. Yeah. <laughs> but no, never. It's, it's definitely a vibe. And like the cool thing about California with the weather being like lit all year long mm -hmm. is like, even though the summers can be pretty hot and like dry, at least you have like the rest of the year to be at the beach chilling with some yeah. moderate weather. It's not like the sun's <laughs> burning your face apart or anything like that. It's like, it's lit, but. Yeah, that's what I need. Cause Casey, the weather is too wishy-washy for me. It is, it is wishy-washy. <laughs> Somebody posted uh, one of those posts on Facebook, like, where it was like y'all ready for this and it's like a picture of like the highway uh right next to uh what's it called i can't remember anyways <laughs> close to down close to downtown and it's like the roads filled with snow and i'm like yeah <laughs> why y'all had to remind me why y'all right like i was enjoying my summer <laughs> facts so as i was scoping through your ig i saw a few posts in it, uh related to like social justice movements situations mm -hmm. that are happening in the world right now one that just happened super recently uh like two that have happened super recently one like yesterday or the day before but i just wanted to ask you how important is it for you or just artists in general to speak out about specific like social justice issues that are prevalent in in like society right now i'm on a call uh, in society right now i think uh, um I don't want to put too much pressure on like all artists, but I know for me, it kind of feels like I have no other choice but to speak up. 
because it's like I don't know it's like those like Breonna Taylor like she wasn't even given the chance to speak up so it's like who's going to speak up for her you know so it's just kind of like we have to because they weren't they weren't even given the chance like <laughs> just Thanks. yeah Thanks. How like one thing like I read an article recently and there it was called uh, the Trayvon generation and it was just talking about like like us just growing up through obviously every it's just sad that it like continues to happen but it's like every generation has had to go through like a generation of like there's specific like mm -hmm. huge obviously this happened one thing people forget is that this is like happening more than once a month or once a year like yeah these situations happen all the time the every thing minute. is exactly every minute the thing is and there's probably even worse situations that are very obviously racist like 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 very obviously mm -hmm. motivated by hate and obviously these other ones have too but like you know there's some that probably happened that would have no argument if we got the mm -hmm. audio got a video of it and stuff like that but the thing is, not everything goes viral. Not everything blows up. Not everything is caught. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. And we're in a generation where obviously we have an advancement of technology in there and we're catching mm -hmm. way more. Like there's phones on every street. Somebody's just videotaping something. So it's like we're seeing it way more often, but this happens all the time, all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting to like think about the specific ones that have gone like super viral and it just being on TV replayed over and over mm -hmm. again. Like I can remember, I can remember the audio 911 call with for the Trayvon Martin situation. I remember in like what was like eighth or seventh grade, like or ninth grade maybe, all walking to to school with Arizona's and our hoodie up, like to mm -hmm. like stand stand with him. And I was like 14. That's like 10 years ago, you know. And it's like, uh, and then I remember uh, with Mike and Saint in St. Louis, and like you mm -hmm. know talking about it at school and like doing like walkouts at school and stuff yeah, like that I remember and it's that. like and it's like back to back every year and it's like it gets so exhausting and it makes me feel really bad for people you know like your parents maybe who have been alive for so long and have had to see this for like <laughs> just so many mm -hmm. years and it's like what when when can, when is it going to stop and what can we do to like stop it so with that being said what are some thoughts you have on like what are some things that people can act again like not even a pressure thing but just community you know we're we're one globe we're one world mm -hmm. we're one people like what are some ways you think people who don't know what to do right now can do to like stand up for justice stand up for um you know people of color what are what are some it can be anything what are some things you think people can do there's somebody at home listening to this right now who hasn't like feels sad feels bad but doesn't know what they can do to help what would you say i would say first um i mean the easiest thing you could do is just go to social media see like sadly see what death is trending but if you don't have social media you can look in your city like in your town like talk to your even if you don't have friends that are people of color talk to people of color like just kind of like understand us more as humans and less more as like images you 
just see like I don't know like through media and different stuff like that just try to understand us instead of just having your own like predisposed idea of what it means to be a black person and how a black person reacts and how like yeah that's that's kind of the first thing I would say it's just like because you can you can only do so much like I can only do so much making a post Mm -hmm. like about something that happened miles away but you got to really look like at what's going on in your city your town like like with us like we had Donnie Sanders who passed that was a relative of a friend of mine who I went to high school with, he was shot by the police. So it's just like different stuff like that. You got to advocate for like just your area too, as much as you do for social media, pretty much. Right. And like, that's a great point. Like that's the direct way most of us can really make a change in the world. People often ask that question, like, I can't make a change. There's so many people. I'm just one person. It's like, yo, start at home. Mm Mm-hmm. Start at home. Start in your household. Start in yourself. Start Read in your heart. <laughs> Read a like, book. You know, like, there's, there's so, so much. There's, there's so much so you can many. do to educate yourself. And then going forward, like just having conversations with your friends, with your, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be an ally, talk to your white homies, talk to your dad, talk to your grandpa mm-hmm. who have like these, like you said, predisposed ideas of what, you know, black folks are like or what their culture is or what this mm-hmm. is what's that no like talk like talk to somebody and then take that knowledge that you got take that new information and share it with your people exactly. like share it with your community like that is a change like mm-hmm. everything is just a domino effect in this life you know we we often underestimate like how many people we really meet but like imagine you know you didn't know something about how you could help the community i share something boom now you have this knowledge you Mm -hmm. go to the airport later this week because you're going to go visit a cousin in florida you're on the airplane some guy's talking to you you share that idea that knowledge now they're like wow wow i never thought about it that way Mm -hmm. now they take that they land in florida for a business meeting they're in the middle of a business meeting their boss says some racist shit (laughs) They, they say something to their boss after the meeting's over about like a new way to think now the boss is like wow i really am out here being racist and then mm-hmm. now the, you know like everything is a just calling effect. people out like because like, sometimes like not to say people like don't know like they may not know they may be oblivious to their racism just because of how embedded it is in like white culture and just american culture kind of like so they may be like kind of oblivious to it so you do got to call them out but if you still call people out and they still don't change, I don't know, you just gotta, you can only do so much. Right, but that's beautiful in itself, like just planting the seed. Yeah. You know, like people people often uh, hope or think that the seed's gonna flourish immediately. Mm-hmm. Like you plant seeds every day. Every day Monet wakes up and does her meditation and does her yoga and rides her a bike she's planting a seed that yeah. she's nourishing you know what i'm saying and it may not turn into a tree in the first year or the second year or third year but that foundation that process that routine that sequence may turn into something like you never imagined you know extreme mm-hmm. happiness an amazing relationship a good job uh, a new connection with self a new connection with family just because of like the sequence of things you were doing for three years you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so if if somebody shares a message about uh social justice reform or talks about uh prison reform or talks about 
um, what Black Lives Matter means and tells that to, to somebody who is currently ignorant, not in a bad, I mean, all, you know, just an ignorant individual who's yeah. <laughs> not trying to say they're a bad person, but they're just ignorant literally means without knowledge. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. so you talk to an uh, ignorant individual about it and you share that information, they may not want to believe it or accept it at first, but you planted that seed. So the next person that comes along is going to water that. And the next person that comes along is going to water that. And the next person and the next TV show they watch and the next article they read and the next, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just watering, watering, watering until that tree finally grows. They may be 97 on their deathbed when the, like mm -hmm. the tree, like, you know, blows up. But yeah. regardless, it's lit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. 97 before death or seven <laughs> years old and they never, never developed, you know, uh, bad feelings towards people of color. Mm -hmm. But either way, you just plant the seed and you're doing your job right there. That is a brick. That's a that's a brick yes. you put into the world. That's that's something good you did for the world. And that applies to everything mm -hmm. outside of racism, outside of uh, outside of yeah, everything we see in the news right now, or things that have been happening for hundreds of years in America. Outside of that, just in your own life, you know, happiness, joy, depression, mm -hmm. like uh, uh, sadness, anger, all these different emotions. That's like the the best way we can help ourselves the best way we can help others is literally just planting a seed i agree i agree <laughs> that's it's how lit. it starts yeah facts it's facts and then it grows from there um so as a amazing woman artist um <laughs> what do you, do you do you find it more difficult to i don't know I don't know what word to use, function, move, network in like the creative world? Or do you think like that's not really something that that, that, that you feel like maybe, like, let me give you an example if you didn't mm -hmm. understand my question directly, but like say, is it, okay, you want to like make a song, but people are like, ah, she's a girl, I don't really want her, she doesn't need, she can't make a song, don't come in the studio, mm -hmm. whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or like, obviously this is all dumb shit, but I'm just giving you examples. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, or like shoots or something because you're, uh you know a younger female or something no she may not be the best one you know things like that have you faced any like challenges or, or difficulties for like around being a female creative or artist um i wouldn't say i faced any um outwardly from the world yet it's more so internal mm, speak on like that. it's more just so like me having to get past uh like my own doubts about myself and like what I think I, what I think I can't do. And like, cause I, like for so long, I thought like of what I couldn't do. So it's like, I never really developed on like what I can actually do. So like, I'm just kind of pulling myself out of that mindset. I haven't really had any uh, trouble like working with anybody yet. Everybody has been real supportive. I will just say I do have a hard time like more so just connecting with people like different artists in KC like and just finding like a good I guess more so my circle I haven't found like my my tribe yet really yeah that's it uh, hey like well <laughs> what I it's funny because like I, I can never shut up I always talk <laughs> but no nah, I was just gonna say like the thing is, like, the most important thing for, like, all listeners out there is the, like, necess like the, the ability to be aware. And, mm -hmm. like, you just saying that right there, like, yo, it's been difficult and challenging to, like, find my tribe and I haven't found it yet is, like, 
now you have a place you can work from. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. when you're aware, when you're when you're knowledgeable about what you're missing or what you want to develop, like now you have something you can attack and work on. So it's like, okay, haven't yeah. found my tribe. Boom. Now I can like write in my notebook, what are the type of people I want to be around? Boom. Mm -hmm. Now I have a foundation set when I meet people like, yo, like, boom, okay. This is like a vibe. Maybe I'll revisit them and their friends or whatever, you mm -hmm. know. And but also, this is off topic, but on topic at the same time. Sorry, yeah. brain jumps around. <laughs> Y'all should read the book and and you as well whenever you finish all the books you already have. Mm -hmm. Um the book Tribes. It's more of a marketing book, but <clears throat> Tribes by Seth Godin talks about the importance of having a tribe being and, and like the the innate human necessity i don't know if i mm -hmm. use the correct words there but anyways the human necessity i tried yeah. to use a big word that i didn't really know <laughs> anyways the, the human necessity to be a mm -hmm. part of a tribe and how like people who don't have a tribe often like you know anyways it's a whole it's a, it's a great book but speaking of books right. tell me a few books that you're interested that you're reading right now or that you're interested in finishing that you have um one really good book i just got finished reading was uh what the hell's name? <laughs> Hold on. It's called it's right there. Let me just go back. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, snatch it up. Show the show the people at home. Okay, it's a few. <laughs> oh, and we see Travis Scott in the back. Oh, never mind, that ain't Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's Frank. That's Frank Ocean. I know. I was like, that's Frank Ocean. I don't know why I called her Travis Scott. But this book, uh, The Inner Tradition of Yoga by Michael Stone, it's a really, it was a really good book. I just got finished reading it. And um, I started reading it because I was doing yoga, but I didn't know like the language of it and what I was actually doing. I was just following YouTube videos, you know? I'm glad, I'm glad you read up on that. Different yeah. shit like that. So I'm like, that book really helped me kind of um, know what the poses mean and like, how that integrates with my body and like my breath too. It was, it was really deep, <laughs> but it was very like, I like to read stuff that reads uh, like kind of like poetry. So this, the writer, like he's a very like poetic writer. So his words are kind of like, like, I don't know, like fancy and stuff, yeah, yeah. but it was, it was really cool to read. And then another one that I really love that I think everybody should read is this, Asata. Oh, speaker, I ain't never heard of that. Talk talk about it a little bit. This woman is like a badass woman. Okay, so she uh she was a part of like when the Black Panthers first started uh you know uh getting getting popular and she got in trouble with a few of her uh colleagues. They got pulled over by some police. At this time she was pregnant. Um, and this is when, like, she was in, like, the height of the Black Panther movement, and so she got pulled over by some police, um, and then it was, like, a whole shootout happened, and so her friend died, and then she wakes up in the hospital, and they're trying to pin, like, the cop's death on her, but she was shot, she passed out, like, she didn't have nothing to do with it, right, so while she's in the hospital, she goes through so much, like, the cops are torturing her, trying to make her, and this is a real woman, like, Asata Shakur, she was Tupac's aunt. Yeah, so uh, she was in the hospital getting tortured and shit. They're trying to pin his death on her. Uh, she goes to trial. Um, she ends up at Rikers Island. 
have you heard of Rikers Island? Yeah, I'm very familiar with Rikers. Yes, so she <laughs> ends up there, ends up escaping, and is now living in yeah. Cuba. And the Whoa. United States tries to get her extradited, uh, but Cuba's like, fuck y'all. She ain't doing nothing wrong, pretty much. She, has a, she had her baby in jail. Her daughter's still here, like in the United States, but she's still living in Cuba, like peacefully. Like, ain't got a worry in the world, so... Yeah. Wow. I want to make a I want to make a movie out of this. So anybody listening, any film directors, writers, y'all want to work on a movie together? Hit me up, please. Tell That's me. lit. That's yeah. lit. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, some listening y'all. This if this, yes. that, that turned into a movie, I'd be lit. I now I want to read that. I had never heard that story before, so that's sick. I was... Yes, and it talks about um this uh FBI program that was run by J Edgar Hoover called Cointel Pro. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that is uh, one of those, it was like a lot of those people who went in to try to like dismantle the Black Panthers, dismantle every movement. And a lot of people think like they still, like the Cointel Pro isn't still, isn't around, but a lot of people think they still have like those type of covert operations. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And most definitely, that's all I got to (laughs) say. Anybody who doesn't think it's not it's not a conspiracy. You know how people like try to say things certain things are conspiracy. That's like one thing that's absolutely not. It's a fact. <laughs> we literally we we do it in country and out of country. Mm-hmm. Our country has like a habit of of you know building up setting up coops that like end up overturning governments that turns yeah. into wars and then leaving we a vacuum. Literally <laughs> go go research it, man. Ain't no goddamn conspiracy theories. But anyways. Yeah, we've talked about so many things. Um, overall, I'm just glad we were able to have this conversation, you know? Yes, Podcasts are like two part. They can be like so many different vibes. My favorite thing about my podcast is I'm not super like strict about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like certain people like try to like, no, we only are going to specifically talk about this. We only, yeah. can, <laughs> we only can provide information. Nah, fam, like let's just chill. Let's just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. If people listen, they listen. If they don't, they don't. But overall, yeah. like it's just a way for other people to learn about other cool ass people in the world. You know what I'm saying? If I could yeah. describe my <laughs> podcast in the least fancy way, because like obviously I try to per- describe it in a fancy way, like in the, in mm-hmm. the descriptions and everything but like if i was to describe it in the least fancy way it's like yo a chance for individuals to get to know cool ass people yeah simple as that like simple as that i don't interview i try my best not to interview anybody i don't give like i don't really care about like Mm -hmm. obviously i love all humans don't get me wrong but like in terms of interest like these are people i find socially interesting like if you would have booked mm-hmm. a podcast i want to look at your page and i thought you weren't interesting i probably would have just canceled it yeah no cap. and it would have hurt somebody's feelings but sometimes you just gotta be true to yourself like when it comes to the podcast i don't want to have somebody and your brand, on that yeah. I, right in the brand like i don't want to have somebody on i don't think it's dope and you proved me right like i saw your ig i was like oh she seems dope she seems like she has a good spirit hopped on there Hopped on here, good speed. Yeah. I'm over here hyping, hyping Monet up on live on the podcast. Okay, all right. Um, so I'm gonna ask you two last questions, mm-hmm. and then um, and then we're gonna we're gonna slide out of here. So I'm gonna ask you three questions, actually. Uh, a, a random ass question, just because I want to see your answer, because I feel like it's gonna be interesting. Number okay. two is gonna be uh, uh, another question about being a creative, and number three is gonna be a inspirational question. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Number one, do you believe in aliens or ghosts? Why or why not? 
Yes, both. Both. All right. Why? Because um, I feel like our planet. I feel like okay, we're just one. We're just one galaxy out of the billions. Like space is way larger than we think it is. I feel like there's got to be other life forms out there. And also, um, NASA finally admitted to UFOs being real. So, so yeah, there's aliens, no doubt. (laughs) Ghosts, um, I haven't, like, had contact with ghosts, but, like, I'm, I'm good at, like, feeling energies, I would say, and, like, I can feel, like, when something doesn't feel right, but I wouldn't necessarily say I felt a ghost, but people have told me they've seen ghosts, and I can't dispute what other people seen. Like, if that you saw it with fact. your eyes, like, I can't. I can't argue with you. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Facts. You really can't. Like, you really, that's actually a great point. <laughs> you really can't argue. It's like, I can't tell you you didn't see it. So, exactly. I mean, shoot. Facts. I right, boom. Say, uh, this is, like, not one of the questions, but I have a follow-up question to that. So, you meet an alien. And like the alien becomes your best friend and the aliens like <laughs> name me human, right? And like ask you to name it a name, like because you know it maybe in their world they don't have names. So yeah. like it's like name me human, what are you gonna name it? Imagine it doesn't uh, there's no genders in this alien population. I like um I feel like something with the Z would slap. <laughs> for some reason like something with the z will be dope for alien um maybe z... i don't even know i don't even know z names like hey. maybe zozo or something zozo, just something okay. okay i was thinking zatara and zico oh that's dope that's futuristic zico. it is right like i kind of want to name my future son zico now that's kind of so, dope, Zico. That's hard. I ain't going to cap. <laughs> Shout out to me. Hop off. All right. But, um, okay, part two question. Is there a pet peeve you have, like, as a creative, not with anybody else? Maybe it's just, like, maybe there's something that pisses you off when you're doing poetry. Maybe there's something mm-hmm. that pisses you off when you're, like, creating art. Like, what's a pet peeve of yours when it comes to life as a creative? Um, pet peeve. Uh, is... When it comes to me as a creative, just just finishing a project. Like if I start something, like I just need to finish. That's probably my biggest pet peeve about myself is that sometimes I don't always like finish, finish my paintings or finish a poem. I'll leave it at like, okay, I don't know what else to write. So, and then I'll never come back to it, but it's just like maybe in that time I didn't have like, all the inspiration so i needed a break so yeah i should probably go back to a lot of my old poems and finish <laughs> hella, hella content in the in the drafts waiting yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it all right now the bonus final question mm-hmm. you're at the end Amazon. of your <laughs> yes come in come in uh what's up mom what's wrong I'm on a Zoom call. For the sage? You can like either. <laughs> My mama's starting to get into like more spiritual stuff now. 
Yeah, yeah. Tell, hey, tell, tell the listeners what happened. I, I heard the over the, uh, the the conversation that was lit. She came in to ask you about uh, how to sage. Yeah, she she didn't know like which ends. Like I'm like you can light any end because <laughs> it was just the bundle that you can light like yeah. both ends. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she just didn't know like if she should like go like what exactly she should do. But it's easy. You just like you know go throughout your house, have your windows open so the energy can actually clear out because you don't want to stage with your window shut because then it's just like circling all back. trapped in yeah 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 i learned about saging and like that like became a part of my life when i was in la like honestly all like spiritual things like not all spiritual things like mm-hmm. first off i'm like a spiritual and religious individual but like all spiritual things in regards to like the importance of meditation um in regards to uh you know I guess you could consider this uh, spiritual, but like law of attraction, mm-hmm. um, like affirmations, uh, sage, uh, crystals, um, like all these things I had no idea about until I moved mm-hmm. to LA. And for like the first few months, like honestly, it kind of scared me. I ain't gonna cap. Like, like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I was so used to like gritty Kansas City. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like, yeah, I was just so used to that. Like everything before I moved to California, everything like out of high school was like, you know, just gritty. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel I you. Know. No, Kansas like, City is very gritty. Yeah, yeah, and like on top of that, like the none of the homies was really like on that type of time. Like I said, mm-hmm. gritty. <laughs> uh, the siblings wasn't on top of that on that type of time. Gritty, like like mm-hmm. like. I mean, I'm not saying they. Anyways, long story short, I just wasn't used to it. So when I got out there, and people were like. Like, you know, people I was living with or around were like, you really have to, you know, say your affirmations each morning and make sure, get this sage, get this bad energy off of you, Carlos. <laughs> and like, I'm not making fun of it now because I rock with it now. But mm-hmm. then I was like, yo, some of you don't get this sage on my yeah. face. <laughs> get that smoke out my mouth, bro. Yo, yo, I, I used to be like, what are you doing, bro? Get out of my face. But now, now I rock with it. Now it's the vibe. Yeah. But, but no, the final question was going to be, it's your last day on earth okay your grandchildren are sitting at your feet you're in a chair looking down at them right everything in your past all your artwork all your instagram pages all your facebook pages everything is deleted and gone Mm -hmm. and all you have is one last sentence a paragraph to tell your grandchildren on how to live life what are you going to tell them I would say when you live for you first, <laughs> I'm really trying to put myself in an old mindset. Um, I'll say like when you live for you first, uh, everything else will sort of kind of fall into place. Like not living like, I wouldn't say living for you, but just living for your purpose, then everything else falls into place. That's that's all I got to say. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Thank you so much for yes. you know, coming on the podcast today um, and just dropping in and sharing your story. And I'm sure we'll have another conversation in the future so people can learn more about your story. But thank you for, thank for dropping you. in. And we most definitely got to do this again. But uh, before yes, we hop fun. off, before we hop off, yes, <laughs> plug the people to your Instagram. I know you said you're working on a website, so we'll plug that in the future when you make it. Mm-hmm. But right now, plug people to your Instagram. Um, if people want to buy artwork, if people want to do anything, like where can they find you? 
Um, so definitely, I just operate mostly through my Instagram, Monet, M-O-N-A-E dot three, three, three. And on there, you can, I really like to um, work with my clients uh, when I do commission projects uh, to kind of find what vision works for them. So on there is a link to my email. You can click that. And then that's where we can like start the conversation of if you want me to paint a picture for you or. I don't know, write a poem for you or something of that nature. Lit, lit. Go follow her, tap in with her. Everyone that listened to this full podcast, thank you. Please share and don't forget to leave a five-star review as that does help the podcast grow and get out there to the world. And with that being said, this is the Culture Talks. Your boy C-I-Z-Y and the homegirl Monet are out. Salud.